you know, I, I just don't. Now I'm not 60 years old, so I, I'm not. I wasn't there when they made the Flintstones TV show. Did you ever watch it as a kid? Not really. Okay. wasn't wasn't my cup of tea. Didn't care for it too much. Uh, I know it was on. They put it on the television, and it it was there for sure. I don't remember a goddamn alien being in it. Gazoo! Right, yeah. You told me while we watched the movie that Gazoo was a real thing. And I've never heard of or seen that little guy before, ever. We talked about him in the last Flintstones. We did? Yes. I was here? Yeah. Yes. Are we sure? Yes, because I mentioned that the person that uh, voiced Gazoo was in the last Flintstones movie. I probably just didn't know who Gazoo was. And I was just like, great, that's a nice fact. Excellent. Let's carry on. See, chat is also saying I didn't watch the show. I don't know who Gazoo is. But we opened this motherfucking movie. By the way, I'm James. That's America. This is City Wave Cinema. We watched the Flintstones in Viva Rock, Vegas. And the loud chewing in the background is our dog. Who will not give up his bones. We already had, talked about it with him. He said no. He actually sent us to voicemail. <laughs> Left us on red. Um, he but- took the memo we gave him and he crumpled it up and threw it in the trash. I, uh, we did watch Viva Rock Vegas, and I actually took notes because I did not... The last one I remembered fairly well. This one, I knew I didn't. Um, I think I'd watched it one time. So... Yeah. This movie was doozy, folks. My first note about this movie is that the movie made me watch the Universal logo twice. It did. But and then it made one a meta was, joke about it. But one was Bedrock-themed. So, at just terrible, just terrible. It was, it was, it was the time. I wrote, dude, <sighs> tired. Apparently, I wrote like three straight notes asking why there were aliens in the movie and who Gazoo was, because I just didn't know. And I'm, I'm sitting here going, "What the fuck is this? Who the fuck is that?" And I just couldn't fucking. Deal with it. And then we went down to Bedrock, right? Well, wait. Okay, well, go on then. Sorry, you're just skipping over my notes. Uh, your notes I, are important. Well, because I had different experience because I know who Gazoo is. Right. So I wrote, we're bringing Gazoo into this. Because the movie just opens up on Gazoo and the alien race he is from. Um... But I did write what the fuck is happening, because this is not, like, how... At least to my remembrance, is not canonically how Gazoo ends up on Earth. Um, and then... Good God. Aries. At least least he's nowhere near the microphone, like... (laughs) And then I wrote, this movie looks much worse than the other one. Really? I didn't, I didn't like it, it just, it, like, I felt like the other one, like, I was actually in... Bedrock? Was that him? Oh my god. Okay, you guys. Just for a second, (laughs) let's do a real life thing, okay? Just for what We'll get back to the Flintstones in one second. My dog, he's a big boy. He's 85 pounds. He's been chewing on his bone maybe four feet to my right right now, okay? He just farted for like 
four seconds straight, like a grown man. And just scared himself and stared back as his butt. (laughs) he, He was chewing on his bone and it frightened him so bad that he stopped chewing his bone and looked at his own ass questioning what just happened. And he's also committing a war crime as we're not going to be able to breathe here momentarily. You'll listen to us perish live on air. It just, what the fuck, man? He's panting like it took exertion. Um, he had to work for that fart. And I think precisely five minutes into this movie, going back to the Flintstones, uh, I wrote, I don't want to watch this movie anymore. You, five minutes into the movie, you told me you didn't want to watch the movie anymore. I didn't want to watch the movie anymore. And I think that's the first time this is ha- that's happened to me since we started doing this podcast. Yeah, I, usually it's me who goes, I don't want to do this. I literally sat there and I was like, I, I'm all done. And it's really the... Uh, it's the CG dinosaurs. The CG dinosaurs weren't even the problem. It was the overacting made my a very expensive piece of paper that hangs up in that hallway hurt. Remember when you got a degree in acting? You remember that part? You remember that? And it was really... Fred was okay. Barney was It was it Barney. Up. It was Barney. It was just like he was trying too hard to be this... He tried to fit the mold of what a Barney rubble ought to be. But it was too much. Like, it wasn't right. Like, the other Barney and the other Flintstones did a really good job of being Barney without being, like, someone pretending to be a cartoon character. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And so all the characters did. They, like, made it cartoony without making it feel like they were trying to make it cartoony. I think what was different about this one, and I think everybody did a decent job except for Wilma and Barney. Christ. But Barney, to me, just was like... Wilma didn't act enough, and Barney acted too much. I So. I mean, just running it down plot-wise for you, basically, Gazoo gets sent by his compatriots who hate him to Earth to figure out how humans mate, uh, which is a corny-ass setup. Uh, so that he goes down, and we roll in on Barney and Fred, pre-girlfriends, pre-wives. This is them passing an exam in order to be quarry Certified. Yeah. Yeah. Fred's got to pass the exam so that he can work on the cranes, and Barney's got to finger a dinosaur or something. I don't know. It's weird. The dinosaurs are all CG. I miss Jim Henson Workshop dinosaurs they were much better if i'm being real honest with you i have some compliments for the set dressing of this movie because it looks it looks good for the most part the dinosaurs fucking mistake man they needed to shell out the money to get jim henson on board because holy fuck were those animatronics bad the animated dinosaurs, they were bad. They were just bad. Every once in a while, there would be a Jim Henson one, but I think it was like left little, over from the other movie. Yeah, they looked remarkably similar to the other movie. It was those little, like, appliance dinosaurs, you know? Um, But any of the big ones were full CGI, and it was... Oh, they also talk now. They They all talked, normally. They talked in the last one, too. Not really. 
And they talked like, in the cartoon show. We also talked about this on the last episode of the Flintstones. In in this movie, the animated dinosaurs of all varieties were wisecracking. In the Jim Henson movie, they weren't, probably because it's really hard to make that puppet that big talk. If I if I'm just thinking practically. Regardless, we then side scroll over as Fred passes his test and gets to graduate and be a a brontosaurus operator uh, to a young Wilma Slaghoople uh, who what a name. has smoked four million cigarettes I, yeah. since the day she was born Wilma Slaghoople of Viva Rock Vegas smoked four million cigarettes now I don't remember that well. There's a lot of things I remember about the show. Wilma's voice, for in, very in for in dull. my head, I remember it being more like a uh, Lucille Ball. Like it was more like a well, yeah, I think that's Fred, what they were going for, like that sort of thing. Like in the first yeah. movie, like it was more high pitched and like kind of like that sort of thing. Yeah. So like that's that's what her voice sounds like, right? Canonically, like in the cartoon, that's what it. And even what's her face in the other movie? Who was it? I have to look because I'm not smart. I didn't know this movie was a prequel. I'm gonna be real with you. I didn't remember that it was a prequel until we started it, and I was like, "Oh fuck." Um, I didn't like her as Wilma, mainly because she didn't look like Wilma. And I know they're supposed to be younger, but everybody else looked like their character, so why can't she? Um, Elizabeth Perkins was the first Wilma. And she did a magnificent she job. She did a really good job of being Wilma. Um, I just, I didn't, I didn't like the way she voiced the character, and I didn't like her as Wilma. I don't think she portrayed a very good Wilma at all. Um, I have a lot of, I did that thing that I do where I start getting really nitpicky about details, um, it was something my professors complained endlessly about anytime I'd go watch one of their shows, because that was like a requirement. When you were in theaters, you had to go watch the shows your professor directed. She was in an episode of Modern Family. The new Wilma or the old Wilma? A uh, new Wilma. Um, but Barney? And th- I, this is semi about last movie, too, because he kind of had the same bang thing going on in the last movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but Barney never had a bowl cut. No, I never did. No, that didn't happen. He never know. had, like, the bang thing. So why, like, not in the cartoon, not in the comics. So, like, why is that a thing? It was a thing in both movies, so I can't, like, fault this one in particular. But it was it was really bad in this one. And the other one, it, like, wasn't as distracting, I guess. But, um, Yeah. So, those are my over overarching complaints about character and the way characters look and the way characters sound. Right for, like, the whole movie. I'm, I'm done talking about that now. Um, God, it's rough. It's <laughs> just so rough, dude. It was a, it was a time. Um, so, yeah. So, they passed their exam. We're at Wilm- we're, we're, Wilma's was, friend's baby shower. I thought it was her... Bridal shower. Was it a bridal shower? I think it's her bridal shower. 
Because, yeah, because he says, I, I give this wedding, like, 50 oh, days. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. That's right. It was it was. A so it's shower. her bridal shower. And she's the next. They were like, ooh, Wilma's, ooh, Wilma's the next. next. Also, I can murder that friend with the tuning fork and not have any regrets. That's how much I disliked her. And I'm glad she was only in the like, movie she was for, in like, two scenes. five minutes of screen time. Because if I had had to listen to her anymore, I was... Going to do it, but she actually did a really great job of like acting like that. The worst kind of person. Yes. yes. Then we meet Chip Rockefeller. Now, isn't Chip the name of the guy in the other movie? Because I needed I'll to know look. that. I'll go look right now. Because I'm talk about pretty Chip. sure. Um, so we're at the bridal shower, and Chip shows up, and he's the one who's going to marry Wilma, and he's made that very clear from the minute we meet him that he is interested in her. Mainly because her family is loaded in her... No, Cliff. Cliff. Cliff Vandercave in the first movie. Cliff and Chip. Chip Rockefeller in the second movie. Got it. Well, Chip Rockefeller wants to marry Wilma because her dad's loaded. Her dad, the colonel. Who is losing his mind. He is a bit silly. Bit senile. Um... And is her mom still played by Elizabeth Taylor in this one? Oh, no. I didn't think no, so. No, 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 Joan Collins. Joan Collins. So, yeah, it was, uh, they did a remarkable job of keeping her character the same, though. Truly the worst kind of person. Um, so we meet the whole clan and then they talk about how they're going to all be married and be just like their mothers and Wilma freaks out runs away because nobody wants to end up like their parents god help us all she takes off gone um then we cut back to Barney and Fred um I don't remember what was happening, but I made a note that Barney was being stupid. Well, yeah, we cut back to them because Fred's, like, skipping rocks, and he's like, yeah, I got the job, but I don't have anyone to share it with. Meh. And then Kazoo comes. I almost th- th- I almost called him Kazoo, too. <laughs> uh, the l- ongoing joke in this movie is uh, everyone calling him Kazoo instead of Gazoo. Um, and I almost just did it, but... Uh, Gazoo comes crashing down and meets Fred and Barney. And Barney makes a joke where he says, I think we get three wishes. And I was like, Barney knows what genies are. Genies are a thing in Bedrock. Apparently. apparently. And then uh, Universal takes some nice jabs at Disney, uh, referencing um, Aladdin and making fun of Genie and that sort of thing. Classic animation studios just at each other. Um, or filming studios. And then, uh, basically, Gazoo tells Barney and Fred that he's just gonna hang around. I'm basically just here to hang out until you guys fuck. Literally. That is... His whole, his whole job. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what a weird plot setup, right? Like, is that... That's fucking weird, right? Like, I've written some silly shit for school when I was getting a comm degree with film, but 
that's some silly shit. I mean, we wrote a whole script about how people got in a car accident after going to Comic-Con and woke up believing that they were the characters they were dressed up as. Hey, don't say that. People are going to make that a real movie now, and we won't get any credit. Copyright. We actually have the proof because it was uploaded to YouTube, so we do own the copyright. There isn't a copyright. We still own the creative licensing for that idea. We do own the creative licensing. Um. Anyways, well, Michael owns it. Hey, all our names are on that project. You're right. Uh, I just want to cut of. Want to cut of the pie? Just, it got so shitty, man. The movie got so bad, and then so Wilma runs off and finds Betty, who's a waitress at a, a car slash bar hop waitress at Burger King, but not Burger King. At Caveman Burger King on roller skates, but it has the colors of Burger King and the Burger King logo. Yeah. Everywhere. They don't call it Burger King. I don't remember what it's called. Oh. But it's called BK. It's called BK. Um, Betty looks and sounds more like Betty and is so far the best part of this movie. Yeah, Betty O'Shale, uh, whoever was playing uh, Betty in this movie, did a great job, frankly. Uh, matching character cadence, tonality, everything. Uh, it was awesome. Wilma? Claw my eyes out with everything and anything you want. She even got the giggle right, which is a very apparently very important in your audition to be Betty. Oh, so we'll see that later. That happens later. With the giggle and then the eye lock in. Oh, what an impressively awful thing. Um, dude, the fucking line that Betty goes when Wilma's like having a hard time explaining that she ran away from a rich family. It's, Betty goes, oh my gosh, are you caveless? I fucking died. There's some... For how awful this movie really is, there's a couple of, like, really funny one-liners that just stand out as, like, we should have written the script around these jokes instead of throwing them in willy-nilly to the dog shit that we have to begin with. Um. And the set dressing was good. I thought it was good. So Betty decides to take Wilma in because she thinks she's poor and homeless. And you're so you're too clean to be caveless. Because uh, <laughs> so funny. Wilma is rich, but left without like her purse or her wallet or just straight ran away. Anything really? Um, so she doesn't have the normal things that she would have, so she can't buy food. So Betty takes her in, takes her to her apartment, and then we cut back over to Barney and Fred. Who have gone home after what they probably assume is a hallucinogenic drug trip of observing because Guzzu. They're, they're too stupid to know what drugs are. The alien. Um, they get in bed and then Gazoo shows back up. And he asks to see the mating ritual of humans so that he can leave. And at this point, Barney is, is on, on top, top of, of Fred. Fred. And I wrote, this movie is not... LGBTQIA plus friendly because the jokes that ensue from this moment on were not great. We're definitely a product of their times. This is 2000. And this movie was made in 2000. Eh. 22 years ago. Eh. Yeah. It was not good. Yeah, it's. Yeah. And then. Doesn't age well. The same night or the next night. Not quite sure. Uh, we're 
back at, at BK. BK. Where Wilma's training to work. Yep. Uh, Betty has apparently gotten her a job, and she's now training to be a waitress slash... What is it called? A, bo- a car hop. A car hop. And um, we find out in this moment that nobody else can see Gazoo. Yeah, oops. No one can see Gazoo except for Fred and Barney. Which doesn't make any goddamn sense, but sure, why not? Yeah, I wrote, because because of course not. It's inconvenient to the plot unless no one can see him. It was supposed to be funny. Ha 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 ha. I think. I laugh. I laugh so hard at the funny joke. Ha 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 ha. Um, and they're there to get dates to prove and show Gazoo, like... This is how we do it. This is how it goes down on Earth. Um, and this... This is how it goes down. (laughs) And this whole getting a date scene is awkward. Oh, it's so bad. And bad. They, like, they, like, wrote the idea for the scene, forgot to write a script for that scene, and it was just, like... Let the actors fucking figure it out, right? And they got on set, and they were like, oh, we don't have lines? And the Fred actor just goes, and he doesn't say a single real word. That's not a real word. But he does say it as he fucking locks eyes with Betty's breasts. And she's like, sure, I'll go out on a date with you. I don't remember that ever working for then, anyone ever, but okay, go off. Why not? I believe her exact line is, "I've been on guys who've I've been on dates with guys who have said less." Yep, that is the line. And then she, Barney's like, <laughs> "They just make noise." Like I cannot express to you guys in this scene, Fred and Barney don't have real lines. Like Fred speaks like 10 words of dialogue for this scene and Barney just makes noise. And for the most part, Fred also just makes noise. Like there's not a smooth caveman pun riddled way to get the girls to go on a date with them. It's just like an old man that can't get up or a caveman, for instance. It's so fucking dumb and silly. And it's not haha funny. I maybe they wanted it to be haha funny, but it's not haha funny because it's just wasting time on silly shit that doesn't draw laughs. If you're gonna waste time on silly shit, at least make it draw laughs, right? 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 You know? You know? Um. So Barney is going on a date with Wilma. And Fred is going on a date with Betty. Also, there's such a dramatic tone shift. Oh, yeah, you complained from, about this. So, like, basically, it's this brief, like, five-second transition from the time Gazoo leaves to the time Betty shows up at the car to take the boy's order, right? And they're, like, getting all frustrated with Gazoo for being there and being kind of a pretentious asshole. And so they kick him into the space or whatever. And they go from being this grumpy caveman to a cut from one angle of Fred to the straight shot of Fred and Barney in the car. And Fred's whole demeanor, position, and everything has changed. And now he's like, let's get a date. 
and he's happy, and they're like ready to bone, and it's fucking ridiculous. It's the continuity is a joke. Um, so we get to the date, and it is all of the uncomfortable. Oh, I have a point about it, but not till bowling, so you go. The car ride, silent, no one's talking. Uh, we're going to the carnival. Um, and I have lots of things to say about the carnival. Um, one of which is, there's a Brontosaurus coaster <laughs> and we're just going to pretend that physics don't exist. No, they're not real. For the rest of the date scene. Because it's just, that's how it's going to work. That, yeah. Um, I have some lines that I don't remember what, the, or some notes that I don't remember what they're about. Because uh, I wrote, the fuck was that? And, <laughs> and then, uh, Okay. But it had to be about the interaction between Betty and Barney. Oh my god, yes. This is another really weird thing that happens. So, fucking, what did I write about it? As I swear I wrote something about it. Because, well, my next note is she is so tall, and that's after Betty and Barney leave and Fred and Wilma are standing next to each other. Okay, I have a note about the lock-in from Barney onto Betty. Okay, maybe that's what it is. So, there's this point in time... Where the two couples, now we're talking Betty and Fred as a couple, Wilma and Barney as a couple, going to the carnival. They walk in and they're like, look at all this stuff here, you see? And the fucking, the, it's all awkward. No one's really like, knows what to do or what to say. And someone like cracks a little joke or something. And Betty and uh, Barney both giggle at the same time. And Barney, like, giggles, and he's, like, laughing at whatever it was Fred said or something. And he's looking at him, and then he, like, stops giggling, furrows his brow a little bit, and just laser locks onto Betty, right? Like, it's it's not like a cut from... It, it, it's so weird, you have to pay the $4 to Amazon Prime to rent the movie to watch it yourself. Because it's just one of the fucking weirdest things I've ever seen put to film is a character going, huh, 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 huh? just in the, like, and that made the final cut. Like, haha, that's on the outtakes. No, dude, that's the real thing. That didn't hit the cutting room floor. That stayed there. It stayed in the movie. They left it in. It might have been a oopsie, but they left it in. It's in there. That's fucking crazy. Anyways, carry on. So Barney and Betty run off because they've decided from giggling that they're in love with each other now. Oh, haven't you ever been in love with me when we giggle? I don't think I was, like... Why don't you love me? Love on first sight because I heard you go, Like, that's that's not how that happened for me. Um, I did fall in love with you, like, the day we met, but... Aww. (laughs) You're adorable. But it wasn't because you laughed in a certain way um i don't know i think it's because i laughed in a certain way so (laughs) no if if we're gonna be honest it's because you looked like a skater kid uh you just have such a boner for skater kids i really do um and so we get now wilma and fred are just left to be on a date together and they don't know how to handle themselves and uh she's really tall 
She's very tall. And he's really short. He's not tall. Like, it was just like they stood next to each other. And it's the only time you really notice it, like, through most of the movie. Because the rest of the time it doesn't really matter. But it was just, like, really noticeable how the height difference in the actors right there. Um, They go play a bunch of carnival games. They're having a nice time. They go bowling. We get the twinkle toes. We get the, we get to see how Fred accumulates Dino. Yeah, that was fun. That was a that was a nice little call out. It's every once in a while, like when you do these prequel movies, um, you get like these little like, hey, that's the thing from the other movie, and you get <laughs> that was the guy in the other movie. <laughs> yeah, you get yeah. those moments where you're like, hey, I, I, that's fun. That's how that started. Um, and that, so that was kind of fun. And then, um. I have a note about this scene. Uh, we go. Wait, we go where? We go, uh, bowling. Yes. Um, I have a question. It's just a question. Feel free to discuss amongst yourselves at home in chat right now. All right. What do you use for nail polish in the fucking Stone Age? Blood. Wilma's got bright red fingernails. Like, pointed, manicured, bright red fingernails. I'm genuinely curious. If it's blood, I that, that I actually thought that too. I was like, blood? Guess you could stain them with berries? I'm not really sure. Just guess amongst yourselves. What would they use for nail polish to give you bright red fingernails in the fucking Stone Age? I just want to know. Um, And then... Fred teaches Wilma how to do the twinkle toes bowling, which is iconic to his character. And it goes on for all of the sometime, all of the time for a very, very long time. Good God. It just goes on in slow-mo for all of the time. Um, and then. Did you have a note about the bowling? My only note about the bowling scene. Some of you may be aware of a app that you download onto your smartphone, and it is called TikTok. Now, on TikTok, you get to make videos and associate uh, sounds, songs, uh, sounds that people make, MP3 files, or what have you, to lay on top of your videos that you make. You can do a lot of creative, fun things with it, right? This has been TikTok for anyone that's been living under a rock for the past three years. Listen, some old people might not know how TikTok works, all right? And I'm explaining it to them. It's a creative outlet. If you are over 65 and listen to this podcast, I would like you to uh, shout us out on Instagram or Twitter, because I would like to know. If they're over 65, they don't use Instagram or Twitter. Now, there was a sound that I just adore from the late Gilbert Gottfried on TikTok, and I found the video for it like a week ago. He's in a recording booth doing a voiceover bit because, you know, he always does. And he's in the booth and he goes, holy fuck is this wrong? But holy hell, is it erotic? And that is what that scene is in a nutshell. The bowling scene is, holy fuck is this wrong? But holy hell. Is it erotic? And I just, it's all I could think of the whole time. 
And honestly, that's probably the best Gilbert Gottfried impression I've ever done. It's right now, live for all of you and for you. Was it good? I felt like it was good. I felt like I didn't force it too hard. It, it was a decent one. I'll have to work on getting it into my nose a little bit. Yeah, you're missing that really high I'm missing the nasal. Um, but would you agree that's kind of how it felt? Sure. Holy fuck, is this wrong? Holy hell, is this erotic? No. What about just, holy fuck, is this wrong? It wasn't wrong. It was just... It felt very wrong to me, personally. Oh, okay. I didn't like it. We got on the Ferris wheel, and the egg that Fred won that contains baby Dino breaks open, and we get to see baby Dino. Uh, baby Dino is cute, and I want one. Baby Dino is cute. I would like a baby Dino. I don't know if I want it to grow up into the actual size of Dino, but I would like a baby Dino. Can I get, like, a like a palm ski, but... Oh. <laughs> a dinosaur? A palm ski, but dinosaur. Can I get a forever baby dinosaur? Um, and then uh, Fred walks Wilma home and struggles to kiss her for... All of the sometime. All of the time. And I called it before it happened. I was like, he's gonna, Dino's gonna do the thing that dogs do in movies where he, like, loops the leash around and pulls the humans together. And then he did. Because I've, I've seen too many movies. Um, and then we get a dating montage of several days, weeks, months. We're not really sure. Um, and... Uh, we get, like, a, the whole time that Wilma and Fred and Betty and Barney are dating. Um, there was this one scene in it. The rest of it is not really important. Um, but one scene that was really clever in the dating montage is, uh, they did this scene where they're, like, standing, like, in the cutouts where you, like, stick your face through. Oh, and, those uh, are fun. They had... A cutout, painted, like, cutout of, like, the cartoon version of Fred and Wilma. And then the actors Fred and Wilma stood inside it. And it was just, like, a cute little nod to, like, the source material. It's stuff like that that makes me think that they actually had, like, a ball making this movie. Like, even though the script was dog shit, the set dressing was really cool. And, you know, you're, you're playing acting as these iconic characters from this legendary television show. So, like... Even though the script is a hot, hot, steamy lemon, you gotta think, like, man, this is kind of fun. I mean, it looked like they had fun. And I think they had fun. Um, they do it again. They use, like, the cartoon images in, like, spoiler alert, the wanted posters and things like that. And I just, I think that's, like, just a really nice nod to the source material and really cute and clever every time they do that. Um, I really like it. And it's also funny, because, like, we as the audience know that that's Barney and Fred yeah. from the cartoon, but it doesn't look anything like the actors for Barney or Fred, but, like, it's just a fun thing for, like, the audience that's in the know. Um, it's been some time. We don't know how many days, but it's been some time. And, uh, I wrote... Not even two minutes before there was a knock on Betty's door. Um, 
that Wilma's family just isn't looking for her. Oops. It's been days, and they don't seem to give a single flying fuck. Not even a little. You would think for, like, the richest family in Bedrock, they would have, like, the police, like, searching the streets or something? Something. Anything. Honestly. Private security going and, like... And it's funny, because... It's funny, because what her mom says later... Is that she hired a detective? She hired a detective! Instead of going to the police station, where infamously there are detectives. Um... But yeah, I was like, Wilma's family isn't looking for her. Two minutes later, after like some dialogue between Betty and Wilma. Knock, knock, knock. Guess who it is? It's the bitch! And I wrote, there they are. There, there's the family. It's Joan Collins, everybody run! I'm sure Joan Collins is a sweet lady. But oh my god, I've never disliked... That's not true. I've I was disliked like, Tina Goldstein. <laughs> Uh, Allison Hargreaves. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, we just got done watching uh, Umbrella Academy. Uh, 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 yeah, sorry, we were watching good things. And uh, honestly, if Allison Hargreaves could disappear from that show... I wouldn't complain, but I would be sad to see Emmy Reaper Lamping go. She's a great actress. So good, so good. But that character could literally be written Fall off Fall off a bridge and die. Um, anyways, Joan Collins, she's great. This movie, not great. Wilma Slaghoople's mother, the devil. Simply the devil. I'm really impressed that you just keep remembering this name. Well, they said it 14 times in the movie, and so I had to remember it because it's so silly. Slaghoople? Slaghoople. I mean... It doesn't make any sense, and there's too many vowels. There's an A, two O's, and an E. That's too many vowels. But you don't really have an E sound. Slag hoople. You're getting the L sound from the L. Yeah, but there's an E on the end of it because English is dumb. Anyways. Um, Wilma's mom blackmails Wilma to come home because it's her dad's birthday and she doesn't know how and many Chip he's wants- going to have left. Chip misses you. But that's not <sighs> what gets Wilma to go. It's getting. It's because her dad is basically... <laughs> senile and might die any day so she's got to come to his birthday so she uh, is bringing the whole ragtag crew game. betty barney and fred all are going to the manor the slag hoople manor your house has a name fucking great like, um once again there's sometimes these little one-liners that are just so good barney rubble on the drive up in a vo line that you don't even see the character's face for he goes your house has a name? So funny. It's going to go horribly wrong. Of course. It has to. The plot has to continue. We've got an hour left of the movie. And this movie is taking an awfully long time to do the Flintstoning in Vegas. That's so true. We get like halfway through the movie before they get to Vegas. And I think that's where we're going to leave off for this episode because I'm about halfway through my notes. Uh... I'm, I'm not there yet. Would you like to keep going? I, I want to do the party first. And then once the party is over, we can do the back half with uh, the second episode is just the Vegas. I stuff. wanted to leave him on like this cliffhanger of like the party, but sure, whatever. Whatever, James, go for it. So anyways, you remember how there was that uh, scene in the first one where they all go out to dinner and Barney's the busboy? Yeah. It's like that, but different. 
the vibes are the same. This is just the a class discrimination scene, basically. Uh, there's all this money. Chip makes Fred feel bad for being poor. Fred he's reveals, so sleazy. Oh, he's such a scumbag. Fred reveals that he's going to propose to Wilma, and he's got this ring, and it's got this little old diamond in it, and it's all he could afford. And he sees the house, and now he's like, I can't give her the ring because she deserves better. Right, right, right. All this stuff. And so there's just... There's a dining thing set up, and Wilma's trying to stay away from all her friends because they're like, fuck you for being rich. But her mom drags her over to one because she's got to see Tiffany's nose because it's in between her eyes now. And I have- Where the hell was Tiffany's nose? I need to know. Where where was Tiffany's nose? I need to know where it was. That sounds like a much more interesting movie than this one. I literally need to see where Tiffany's nose was. Where did Tiffany keep her nose? If it wasn't between her eyes, Was it over here? Where was Did the she nose? need to just push it? Like, what are we doing here, folks? Where's the nose? It's bewildering. Another really funny one-liner that just is off in the back of a scene and just deserves so much more love. Uh, also, they had to chain up Dino before the party to the tree. And Dino's going to and show up and only improve the situation, I'm uh, sure. Naturally. Of it. Dino's strong as a motherfucker. He's a superhuman dinosaur. Pulls the tree down and knows exactly where Fred is and runs off in to find him. Because he thinks Fred's his mom because Fred was there when he hatched out of the egg. Chip gives this moving speech as a toast to the colonel. Wait. What? If we're going to do this, I got notes about the party before we get to the speech. Go, 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 go. My only other note about Wilma... Physically, um, and it's not a body shaming note. I'm just, it's another genuine curiosity thing. She has the most pronounced shoulder blades I have ever seen on a human. Uh. Ever. <laughs> like, they're so sharp. And, uh, then her dad gives her, because he thinks it's her birthday, because he's senile, so he thinks it's her birthday, so he gives her the iconic... Wilma pearl necklace uh, that apparently came from her grandmother's shell. I don't know. The the gag didn't make any sense. I have questions about why Wilma's grandmother was... A crustacean of sorts? In a shell. I don't get it. I don't know. I don't understand. Um, and then uh, we get to the toast, and I'll let James finish whatever he was saying, but... um. My only note was, ew, because Barney spit out food into his cup. Oh, gross. And then, uh, not since Alan at Stu's wedding have I ever wanted to s- someone to give a toast less than at this moment after Cliff give- Chip. Chip Chip gives this very moving speech about... The dad and everything, and Fred stands up, and I've never wanted someone to just tackle a character and not let them speak more since Alan. I wrote two notes back-to-back, quick as hell. I wrote, Fred, don't speak, and then he started his monologue, and I wrote, fuck me, Fred is speaking. And it's just, you know, it's it's the whole trope of, like, you getting upstaged by someone with more social class than you, so you have to try and 
match or beat it and you don't have the wherewithal or the people savvy to do it and you just look ridiculous and then Dino shows up to save the day and by save the day I mean drag a tree across the table and destroy everyone and everything. I just wrote, because earlier I wrote Dino's gonna show up and make everything better, I'm sure of it, when he was still tied to the tree and then I wrote, there's Dino. It's better. <laughs> he stopped the speech, I'll tell you what. He, he did, did the tackling. He, he tackled Fred. He did improve the situation by making Fred shut the fuck up. And then this whole, it, they like really rush the ending of this half of the movie from this place of like, yeah, like, we're, fuck you, pores, get out of here, nobody likes you, and they're leaving, and then Chip rolls up, and he's like, uh, we all acted like assholes. I'm sorry. Listen, I'm opening a new casino in New Rock, Vegas. Would you guys like to come and stay for the week of opening night, please? And they go, nah. And then Fred goes, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. I can win money and get Wilma a really big ring, so I'm going to go. Moderately honorable intention. And so that's the end of the first half of the movie. And honestly, if the movie just ended there, I wouldn't have complained. It would not have bothered me. I'd have been like, oh, it's really only like a mini series episode. It's like 45 minutes, but you know, uh, it's fine. It's fine. Not, not too, not too upset about it. But then we start the second plot, which we'll talk about next week. And by next week, I mean in approximately five minutes. If you're live. If you're live. If you're listening to us, you'll get this podcast whenever James remembers to upload it. I do remember on sometimes. Until then. Later. Bye.